Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 23rd. This is episode number 835. I got a special treat for you guys today. Really awesome new movie coming out. It's going to be in theaters across the nation tomorrow. It's called The Reliant, and I have guest Kevin Sorbo on the show with me today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We talked about what was happening today, and we've decided to bump today's podcast out to next Wednesday. So stick around for that. I know some of you guys were waiting, but we had an opportunity today to invite Kevin Sorbo to come on the show. Kevin has a brand new movie out called The Reliant, which was just endorsed by the National Rifle Association. And I was talking about that on Monday and sort of alluding to the fact that I really wanted to talk about the second. Second Amendment. And this is giving me a great opportunity to do that and also to promote a fantastic movie. Kevin Sorbo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, good to be here. I appreciate your time. And so, Kevin, go ahead and tell us what, why you got involved in this project, how you heard about it, and what you're hoping it's going to accomplish. Well, I mean, it's this typical way of I get involved in any project. I mean, the, you know, my script gets sent to me. I read the first 20 pages. If it holds my interest, I read the rest of the script. And most of them don't hold my interest, but this certainly did. Um, I love the idea behind it. I love the idea of saying, okay, what would you do um, if the if the economy of America went into the toilet, complete economic collapse? Uh, think Venezuela, what's going on in that country right now. And rioting breaks out, and looting breaks out, and lawlessness breaks out. And uh, my family gets targeted. Uh, I'm a doctor. Uh, I have a loving wife. I've got wonderful family, kids. And uh, bad guys circle our house and just start opening fire on us. Well, what would you do? Well, in their case, they're also a pro-Second Amendment family. And they, uh, they fire back. And that makes people think twice, doesn't it? So really, I, I like the message saying, you know, the Second Amendment wasn't put in uh, to, to, for, to, for, for hunting. And there was not the idea behind it with our forefathers. The whole idea was to protect the individual against a tyrannical government. I mean, you go back right. to, um, you know, the 1700s when we were fighting against the largest empire, most powerful empire in the world at that time, the British Empire. Um, we had to beat them with, you know, pitchforks and, and shovels, basically. And it's a miracle that we actually won that war and gained our independence. And um, the forefathers were so smart saying, you know, this could happen in America one day as well with a government getting too big, too strong. And uh, so I like I love that message. I like saying, what would you do? There's always going to be evil. Evil exists. I mean, you can't tell me that it doesn't exist. We see it every day in the news. And this uh, movie really is a positive message saying, you know, here's a family of faith and love and hope, and they're looking for redemption, and they're looking for forgiveness, and at the same time, they got to fight for their lives, and that's what people would do. I, I, I've talked to people that hate guns, too, and I say, well, what would happen if a guy breaks in your house and ready to kill you? You would throw anything. You, you would throw the iron. You would throw the lamps. You would throw chairs. I mean, you do anything to protect yourself and your family, so don't kid me and say, that, um, you know, guns are such a horrible thing when there's uh, there's more people being killed by knives and other things by, than the more guns. I just read an article that knives and uh, just fists and what else did they have in there? There's a couple, just any kind of weapon out there. Uh, seven times more people died last year in America other than being shot by guns. Yeah. And when you hear people talking, because this is this is a hot topic in the culture right now where, you know, so many people I live in the Pacific Northwest. This is a huge topic here. And they're talking about how uh, guns kill people. 
right? So what do you say to the person who says, oh, no, no, I don't want I don't want teachers to have access to weapons in schools. Guns kill people. What's your answer? Well, something obviously needs to be done. I mean, I now have in front of me the story about the Parkland shooting, and uh, I'm uh, getting prepped to not only star in the movie, but also direct the movie as well. And it's really uh, looking at the, how crazy this kid was, uh, the number of times he promised that he was going to go back to school and shoot up, the number of times he was uh, expelled from the school, the number of times police and authorities went to their house over 40 times, and yet... The school district there in there in Florida let this kid stay in school, and of course he came back and did what exactly what he promised. Not only to teachers and other students, but uh, through himself and the in writings he had. I mean, it's insane the protection we give the mentally, uh, uh, you know, disturbed people out there, and that's what most of these shootings end up being from people that really aren't all there. So yeah, I think something has to be done. Certainly with background checks, I have no problem with that, but. To sit there and say that our students are safe isn't true. And we have to, you know, bullying is at an all-time high. We've taken so much power away from teachers. I grew up in that world. My dad was a public school teacher. And when I was in school, we had SWAT boards in every single room, okay? Today, kids can't, kids kids control the classrooms. They can be as evil and mean and cuss out the teachers and do whatever they want and not even show up. And all they're worried about is, oh, just keep the kid moving and make sure they graduate. They worry about the numbers. And, you know, we're, we rank somewhere, I think, around 27th or 28th in the world right now in public education. That's why homeschooling is growing and growing and growing and other private schools, because more and more parents are finally waking up to realize we have to stop using the public education system just as a babysitting tool because it's not working. And most parents are not paying attention to what their kids are being taught or not being taught in school. And look what's happening to them. We're, we're one, one after the other, we're just indoctrinating these kids into a wacky world of believing socialism and communism is better than capitalism. Trust me, these major studios in Hollywood can certainly jump out and say, man, we're, we're for you, we're for you. But, you know, the fact is Disney still wants to make a buck. It's a capitalist business. This country is built on individuals, not on big government. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you have a really unique story because you guys came out of Hollywood. And so it's always fascinating to me, you know, uh, I love your wife. She's just like you are. You guys are firecrackers. You know, it's it's wonderful to see some common sense coming out of Hollywood. But I can imagine that the message that you are getting across to people in the Reliant has, I mean, how how is that being received in the entertainment industry? Well, you know, I really don't deal with it anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm independent. Ever since I came out of the conservative Christian closet in Hollywood, they pretty much blacklisted me. I mean, uh, you know, my wife says, don't say they blacklisted you. Well, I'm not getting phone calls from Hollywood anymore. Trust me. I mean, I gave them seven years on Hercules, the most watched TV show in the world, five years on Andromeda, the number one show in first run syndication in America. Uh, the studio made millions and millions and millions of dollars off those TV shows. But once I came out, um, pretty much uh, the phone stopped. And thank God for independent movies because I've shot over 60 movies since then. But most of it's been on my own. It's been no help from any manager or any, or any agent out there. And, uh, you know, here's an industry that screams for tolerance but has none. They scream for freedom of speech. But that's also a one-way street. So, um, you know, it's a battle that's going on. And uh, I'm not fighting anymore because I've resigned to the fact that Hollywood is going to be Hollywood. And I'm Kevin Sorbo. I'm just going to be Kevin Sorbo. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful enough that I've still got a career going in an industry that I do love. <laughs> And I'm not telling Hollywood what kind of movies they should make, what they shouldn't make. But, um, you know, I decided I want to do more movies that have a positive message instead of a negative one. Because uh, what cracks me up about me doing a movie like this and people are going, oh, my gosh, you're stirring the pot, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, wait a minute. How many actors that come out against gun violence 
are in movies that have got, has gun violence. They all are all movies that they're shooting up and killing hundreds of people. So I think all these actors that come out and have this, uh, you know, let's get rid of the Second Amendment message, maybe they should uh, actually walk the walk and stop doing movies that have violence and put the guns away. Maybe they need to lead by example instead of being hypocritical about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. When you've got, when you talk to, so you guys have made a pretty big statement. You're obviously making statements with the movies that you're making. Your family is making a statement because you guys have been happily married for a long time. You took your kids out of the public school system and you talk very vocally about homeschooling your kids. Talk to the average parent for just a minute who's looking around at the chaos that is ensuing around them, right? So the public schools are in chaos. We see chaos in government. We see it everywhere. And they feel overwhelmed by that. One of the things that I like to talk about here and I like to do is to encourage parents to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. When you when you want, because ordinary people need to begin to engage in this conversation, right? We need to talk about the Second Amendment. We need to talk about capitalism versus socialism and actually have the conversation because the answer to uh, coming against uh, uh, this argument against free speech is not to squash speech, it's to have more speech. So what what kind of encouragement can you offer to the parents who are listening to this right now and your message is resonating with them, but they don't know how to engage and they don't know where to begin? As Sam has said to me, every time she you know talks to people about homeschooling, they feel like, oh my gosh, I can never do that. I'm not good enough or smart enough to do that. So what is that saying about our public education system that you just gone through K through 12th grade, 13 years of school, that you come out of that system feeling you're not, you're not qualified to teach a first grader? Right. What is that right. saying? I mean, it's, it's showing you how bad the system is. And, you know, I'm not blaming the teachers. I'm blaming the, I'm blaming, I'm blaming, the, I'm blaming the union that the teachers have. And I'm blaming the bureaucrats and the school boards that do nothing to make things better. I just think, I, you know, I, I'd sure like to know where all the money's going. I mean, I've had the, the number one after school program in the state of California for 22 years. LA Unified, um, over those, uh, since 1997 has averaged, uh, close to 54% dropout rate as low as fifth grade, 54%. Uh, the 12,000 students that we work with every single year, we have a 98% graduation rate and a 67% higher GPA. What are we doing in those three hours after school that the students uh, can't get done by the teachers in their classrooms? What's going on that's holding back teachers? I was just at a speaking event uh, the other day. I was at a pro-life event, and I was signing my book afterwards, and I had – I had three different people come up to me at different times that were school teachers. Two of the three have left. They've quit doing it, and they're homeschooling their own kids now. So what is that saying? When they see what's going on there, and they see what goes on in the boardroom, they see what goes on in the uh, teacher's dining area, lunchroom, and they hear all this stuff, and they're just like, I'm done. I'm walking away from this because I can't deal with this anymore. I can't deal with the students being, you know, running the asylum, and that's what they're doing out there. To let these kids just have full control is absolutely insane. And the parents, you need to wake up. You need to get in there and see what's going on in the schools and pay attention to it instead of just being lazy about it. And we're, we're getting a you know a whole group of kids that, uh, you know, this is going to be our future, really. I mean, these are the kids that honestly believe socialism is a better thing because they're not teaching in school. They're not teaching the evils of it. They're not teaching that all it does is drain people down. I remember when Bernie Sanders was coming out years ago and there were a couple teachers that said, "Okay, you guys believe in socialism. What we're going to do is average out the grades. So the kids that got A's all the time worked really hard and the kids got F's and didn't want to work or D's. They averaged out the grade and it was a B and the A kids were like, oh, wait, what's going on? Then they did it again. And pretty soon the grades were all down to D's and F's. Because it totally took away any motivation for smart students, for the good students, to want to do better. Here's the reality, people. 
We're not always going to be as smart as Bill Gates. We're not always going to be as good a golfer as Tiger Woods. But those people encourage you to at least strive to get better, you would hope. I mean, that competition's been around forever in America. And what made America great, as I said, is the individual. And the individuals that are successful make other people want to be successful. It certainly made me want to be successful. When I moved to Hollywood, I'm from a little town in Minnesota. I didn't know anybody. But I went out there. And I'm a 13-year overnight success because I learned failure is a good thing, not a negative thing. You're going to fail, but you use that failure, use it as fire, use it, the good that's out of it, and you move forward and put the bad behind you. But people are too afraid. Most people are afraid to, to, to fail, so they don't even try. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're and really, in many ways, we're rewarding the kind of failure, the real kind that comes from laziness and parents not getting involved with their kids because the school system comes along and they babysit them for you, right? They do a rotten job of it, but they're still doing it. I want to shift the uh, conversation in the few minutes that we have left to talk about the Second Amendment for just a minute because you guys have pinpointed something in this movie that parents and, well, patriots, citizens of this nation need to understand. When when you look at the assault that's being leveled against our freedom, our right to bear arms, it's given to us uh, in the Constitution, what do you see? Do you see, I, I talked to a woman the other day and she said, oh, no one's ever going to, no one will ever take away our right to bear arms. But this is really being challenged, isn't it, in the culture right now? We're certainly seeing it in politics. Yeah, I mean, look, if they could do it on the left, they would do it on the left. I mean, what the, and once again, the hypocrisy rules. They're covered by bodyguards who got guns, all of them. They all live in, they all live in walled fortresses. Like the wall's not going to work, right? But you know, the walls work pretty well for the Vatican through the centuries, okay? Walls do work. And there's a reason why all these rich people have these walls around their houses and, uh, they have secure guards and everything. So, uh, it, it, people need to wake up and get a little, little better educated. I think that's the biggest problem out there right now is people aren't taking the time to learn that, taking the time to really pay attention. They just listen to these talking points, these talking heads that get on there. And fake news is out there constantly. And it's sad that it's out there because the media, uh, you know, everything right now is not about the truth. It's about getting stuff out there first. That's all they care about. And it doesn't always have to be the truth. And most of the time, it's not. I mean, look all the stuff they're making up on Trump for the last three years just to try to get him out of office. And nothing sticks because nothing is true. And I have found that in, on the on the left, most of the things that they uh, accuse conservatives of and Republicans of are stuff that they're already guilty of. It's amazing how, many, how they just deflect everything and make it look like it's the Republicans' fault. I mean, everything that has gone bad in our economy or in, in, in anything in our country can always be traced back to the Democrats. Yeah, that's totally right. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for your voice. I'm thankful for your boldness and for Sam's voice and for her boldness. And we want to encourage people. The reason you came on today is because we want to encourage people to go out and see this movie. Take your family. Can we Can we take our kids? Is this a, a movie that's family friendly? Can we take our kids to see it? And it's only going to be in theaters for one night. That's how I understand it. So can you tell people where they can get tickets, why they should go see it, and who should go well, see it? It is, a, it is a hard PG-13. But I, when I look at what's on TV and 10 and 11 and 12-year-olds are watching, I'm going, yeah, the 10 and 11 12-year-olds could probably go see this movie. <laughs> so um, they can go to, the, it, you go to thereliantmovie.com. It's all one word, thereliantmovie.com. Um, the, the website will pop up. You can see a trailer of the movie. There's a box there. You put your zip code in. It'll show exactly where the movie's showing. It's 750 screens across the country. It's a Fathom event. Fathom events have become very popular with independent movies that don't have a $100 million advertising budget, where at least they can get it out there. It's 7 o'clock. 
on Thursday, no matter what time zone you're in, October 24th. Um, so please go check it out. Make Grab some popcorn. And uh, it's a different kind of faith-based movie. It's not like some of my other movies like Let There Be Light and God's Not Dead and What If and, and Soul Surfer. I mean, it's a movie that uh, has a very strong message in it. But it really is a movie at the end about uh, a family that their faith guides them through to the very end and they stay together. And, um, you know, once again, I say, people, if your house was ever under attack by somebody, what would you do? That's the question I pose to those people that, that are against any kind of violence for violence. But the re- reality is kind words to evil is a tough thing to battle because uh, you can't yell at people. I, I'm reminded of uh, Robin Williams years ago when I saw him live in concert and he's he was talking about the British police because now the British police, of course, are, are armed with weapons. And there's a reason for that. But that's a we can, that's a different different time to talk about it. But uh, there's been a lot of influx of uh, foreign people that have moved there that have caused some problems. But uh, Robin Williams talked back in the day when the, the British police didn't carry guns. And he would say uh, that if they're after somebody bad, they go halt or I'll yell halt again. So <laughs> uh, the reality is um, evil's out there and you got to find a way to uh, combat it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to see how this movie does. We're praying for you and wish the best for it. And, uh, I will link back to this in the show notes today. So if anybody's listening, if you guys are listening and you want the links, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and I will link to all things Kevin Sorbo and the Reliant. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's just been a joy to have you. My pleasure. And I've got four more movies in the can and three documentaries. So we're going to be talking next year. All right. I'll look forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right. For more information about the Reliant movie, visit thereliantmovie.com. And uh, I will link back to it in the show notes today. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.